right, Inappropriate Earl is battling the L.A. heat wave. We're winning. Oh, it's, this is brutal. No, we're beating it, Earl. We're winning this heat wave. This is brutal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my dog, who you will see at one point, uh, is boiling right now. Oh, poor baby. I mean, she is a real hot dog. Joey Chestnuts would eat her right now. <laughs> what a fucking slob that guy is. Uh, but <laughs> Why do we even know his name? Who gives two fucks that he ate hot dogs? He's the guy. Like, who could give two shits? Like, oh, great. Okay. Wow. He ate 80 hot dogs in five minutes. But that's the most... Um, by the way, our guest today, it's a repeat guest very soon after... Is that bad? No, well, I usually don't do it because it's like, what are we going to talk about? Right, you know, right. From a month ago, a month and a half ago. The gentleman, Jerry Rocha. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi. Please uh, watch his uh, very funny special on Netflix. Thanks, buddy. Courtesy of Fluffy Gabriel yeah. Iglesias. See uh, rich comics. <laughs> Nice comics do help their friends out. It's 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 proof that like not every successful person is a dickhead. You know what I mean? Like it's no. I there mean, there are some good ones out there. For there's sure. a Fluffy. There's uh, Russell Peters. Yep. Uh, Dom Herrera. Dom's a fucking. Uh, oh, Dom's. Yeah. Uh, he's amazing. I mean, and and the guys like that, they don't have to. That's just more impressive. They don't have to be, and yet there they are. You know, which oh, is yeah. really cool. Especially when you're on Fluffy's level. Uh, it's, Pretty I mean, nice. The guy has man. a semi-trailer of merchandise. Yeah, yes. he hauls yes. around and sells out. Of. Sells out all the time. I was there. Like he literally has to place his guy has to place orders through the week because they're just sell. They're running out of shit. Yeah, they had to just have his warehouse ship it to wherever the truck may be. I mean, I think I was in Schaumburg, uh, Illinois, with Rob Schneider. Yeah. And Fluffy's so big, they added a midnight show after Rob's two shows, which is unheard of because, yeah. you know, Rob sells out. Of course. Not many people could sell out after Rob. Right. And it was sold out, no problem. Yeah. And his uh, Smokey and the Bandit uh, merchandise truck <laughs> you know, pulled up, and uh, I think they sold out everything. That's a great way to put it, the Smokey and the Bandit merchandise truck. And he had like 10 openers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's all a lot. funny dudes. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're just sitting there. It's, it's it's like a weird comedy camp. It's like a fun little getaway when you do those. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely nice. But that's why he's fun. successful. Yeah, man. You, know, like, you don't have to be a dick. It's so sad how many are right. Like it's that's another sad. I see it at the comedy store. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, you know, but I, uh, you know, it's the business and uh, yeah, sure. You know, you just got to weed through it and try not to have it affect you too much. That's the only way to do it, man. Because you know. what's the point? Like, if you let it affect you, you're fucked. Like, that is the clear, uh, the terrorist win, right? Like, what you just cannot let any of that shit bother you because... It, it it's if someone's an asshole to you or not, it doesn't actually affect your career. Like there's nobody who can just sit there and go, I don't like that guy. I'm just going to ruin his career. Like you just can't do that. You know, like but no they, one, I've seen it happen though. Really? It ha I mean, the, I mean the, the power that you would have to wield. If you're order, a comic though, if you, let's say somebody isn't an asshole and they just don't like them. Like if someone's a prick, I could see that, you know, okay, well this guy's belligerent. This guy's this or that. Like, yeah, I get, you know, but I would just think like, if you're just, a, if you're just a hardworking, funny comedian, and, and someone's just an asshole to you. You can, I think you can absorb that and keep going. It depends who they are. I mean, yeah. you know, if they're like, you know, a roast battle comic that's ranked number 48, uh, you know. <laughs> are they ranked? Oh, yeah. I mean, they not, have rankings like it's Wimbledon? They're not very accurate. But, 
they they really aren't but uh, you know yeah you know but if you told fluffy one night say you're a new comic you don't know who he is right you just think he's some fat dude you know, right move it fat ass that guy can make a call one to next day and you're done like he could call his agent say ban this guy from every club in the country or girl or girl uh, yeah you know call adam at the comedy store i don't want him or her performing ever again and it's done you think so? You think it's that easy, huh? He probably wouldn't do it, but like right. I know some A-listers who are, you know, uh, they like respect. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I've never understood. It's like, it's not like we're mob bosses. Like who gives a shit? Like, like I don't give a, if, you know, like I, I don't need someone to like kiss. If I get to a certain level, I don't want anyone. Oh, you got to kiss the ring before I, you know, like who gives a shit? You know, like, I don't I just think that's like such insecure horseshit to be. You know what I mean? It's like, just dude, you made it. Shut up. Be happy. Be nice. You. Made oh, it. yeah. It's like, what do you give a fuck? Like, what do you need this? Like, fuck off with your just get either go buy a bigger dick with all your money. So you feel better about yourself or something. But like, you don't have to be a twat to other people. You know, like, oh, I agree. I mean, who gives a shit? I've never understood that mentality. Well, it's, it's uh, out there. I think there's desperate. Uh, people do desperate things. Yeah. And they get caught up in, you know, the emotion of uh, trying to make it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that means. Whatever that means, which is still indefinable because, again, if you have A-listers, like you said, who are being assholes in their head, maybe they don't think they've made it. That's why they're that way. That's why they have this uh, odd, you know, irrational grudge just constantly right so who the fuck knows what actually making it is that's the other problem why nobody should get too discouraged with shit is like man just keep on you know like you'll be all right you just gotta keep working at it that's all you gotta do well i think there's always a level above you oh sure you know even like to an open micer i've made it to me you've made it you have a special on netflix sure. uh, you know i'm sure to you uh fluffy's made it yeah sure to fluffy uh adam sandler's made right it. i mean you could keep going adam sandler i, I mean i don't know who he would think is made i'm it sure there's somebody him, but yeah maybe uh george carlin yeah and i'm then, sure in their heads they all have that one you know that even Michael person. Jordan probably thinks, uh, well, Jerry West was better than me. Right. You know? Bill Russell had more championships, right? right? That kind of 11. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, by the way, I just, I've been binge watching uh, The White Shadow. That was the old, that was the, the it was, was that a sitcom or was that like a dramatic Not show? Not real. I mean, it was a, it was like a, kind of like All in the Family where they covered very serious topics, right. but I'm just finishing the first season and uh my god is that a great show. They had it was a legit NBA player who was who was a lead, right? Ken Reeves. Right, right. Uh, he you know he had he retired or that would have been better if it was in the off season. Like he was still playing and they taped episodes like after a game he had to shower up and you know drive over to Burbank and like you know like well, the go, weird thing is it, it was supposed to be a school in the ghetto. Okay. Carver High. Right. But it was filmed a lot of the, I don't know where the basketball gym was. Right. Probably on a soundstage somewhere. But mm. the exterior shots were filmed at my high school in Notre Dame. No shit. 
which you couldn't get any wider of a high school than Notre Dame. <laughs> wait, wait, is that the one in the Valley? Yeah, Sherman Oaks. Uh, yeah. Riverside, Riverside and Woodman. Riverside and Woodman. Dude, I drive past that all the time because my girlfriend and I like to go to that mall that's right there. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, the, West, the, the uh, Westfield, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you uh, went to that high school. I, I went there. Uh, Did you grow up in the Valley? No, I grew up in Bel Air. Okay. And my, uh, it was time to choose a high school. I wanted to go to uh, Loyola or Beverly High. Okay. And, uh, both very elitist schools. I mean, ah, yeah. And my mom didn't want me uh, to go to either. I think I went to Beverly High for one day. Yeah, like fuck and this. And like, you know, she pulled up. Uh, well, actually, the the butler guy pulled up, and uh, she saw like you know Porsches, Ferraris, uh, BMWs you know every car was like a 30 40 thousand dollar right right so you're going to notre dame you're going to go to school in the valley she just wants you to be around real people yeah but notre dame had more rich people probably than beverly high really what's very affluent school yeah yeah is Uh, it still that way i mean do you go back to games and shit do you go back and watch a little creepy (laughs) you go back and watch uh, a game or to a high school football game but they're very welcoming towards the alumni that's nice so there's a lot of people and uh a couple of the same teachers are still there uh still the same football coach really yeah coach are they good were they they ever good well my first year we were playing against black schools a lot so we you know we weren't very good in football just because we were playing like modern day and right you know uh dorsey and like we just weren't equipped to play against those schools in football Right. But baseball, we were the number one team in the nation. Oh, look at that. Because we had six-pack Jack McDowell. Oh, shit. Uh, a Cy Young winner. Wow. Uh, and to see him pitch in high school, I'll never forget. It was like, you talk about a man among boys. You just knew. I mean, I, you know, I used to be the announcer for the baseball team, uh, which was really just announcing the starting lineups. Right. And to see him pitch in the 90s in high school. Jesus. Against people with acne on their face <laughs> like it was unfair these kids blink and the ball's already passed oh my them. god they had like, no idea it, that's it was it, jesus you know he was like throwing no hitters every game like wow. no one could hit him wow um so uh Man. but so we were getting baseball because baseball is primarily a white sport even yeah. in the ghetto like you, you know it, it's you know i would say it was a lot like the team in the White Shadow, where they had Goldstein, Salami, right, Gomez. <laughs> How many years did White Shadow last? It's only three years. Do you have them all? Oh, I'm watching it on Hulu. So oh, I think nice. it just got on Hulu. Oh shit! So I could watch this when I get home. I Dude. could go. You recommend this, huh? But it's so funny. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a show outside of All in the Family that mixes serious subject matter right. with humor. Do they do it well? It's, I mean, Mark Tanker and Gwyneth Paltrow's dad, Bruce Paltrow, yeah. were the creators. And it's, so there's a wow. pedigree there. Sure, sure, of, sure. Of greatness. And huh. I just, like, they, they take the team to go to the golf course. And, like, you know, it's just the the ironicness of, you know, at that time, you know, golf was a pretty white yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah. Before Calvin Pete, before... Uh, well, I guess Lee Elder was, was yeah. in the seventies, but like outside of Calvin Pete, until Tiger Woods, there really were no famous black golfers. There weren't many either, like because Trevino was like what eighties Hispanic, but he but I'm talking about like just people of color in general. Like it was yeah. Trevino was like him and Chi-Chi were like the only two dudes who yeah. might right that might have not been white who were like really I guess giant names back then. Well, I mean Calvin Pete, I really. Uh, became obsessed with because when he was a kid 
he fell out of a tree and he broke his arm oh, and shit. he had he had no money his family was as poor as you can imagine wow. so he never got it f set properly so his of course i'm doing this uh you know <laughs> it's a video uh free podcast but his <laughs> left i think his left arm was permanently bent no shit like uh, wow too, it's too hot to get up and so he had to like kind of maneuver when he would swing just so, to kind of work around it yeah, like, yeah so wow. he had this he didn't Jesus. hit the ball that far but he was incredibly accurate yeah I mean, Damn. I think he still holds the right. He's passed since, but I think he still holds the record for like uh, most green, uh, most fairways hit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Most, yeah. Uh, greens hit in regulation uh, because his That's deformity awesome. was like actually so, helped him. Yeah, sure. I wonder when it was too late to fix it once he started getting money. You know what I mean? Like if it was like, uh, look, why bother? I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, he yeah. only hit the ball like two fifty, which right. is in the pros. No, I mean, that's like nothing. That's like a chip. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Probably today. Well, with the advancements and shafts and graphite. Yeah. I mean, I would say probably the average drive on the PGA tour is probably 300. They should do a gimmick tournament where like they make all the guys just use equipment from the seventies and that's it. Oh like, yeah. Not, not, not actual clubs that are that old, but just make them the same way. You know what I mean? So it's not like you're making them use some really old beaten up, but like it's all the same shit, right? The exact same, you know, material everything just to see who would win well, I, think, I would love to see that to see who would do better well yeah i mean i think roscoe tanner still has the fastest serve for a men's uh tennis and he used a wooden racket wow in the 70s yeah. i think it was like 130 yeah can you imagine roscoe of course he's probably 70 now right. but like if you took a prime roscoe tanner and gave him a oh god he launched it in the stratosphere 200 miles an hour yeah uh so or if you gave babe ruth like you know the bats and the equipment today that they use today forget or, it you know bobby the or, steroids gave him the gig uh, give, yeah, give with the roids they gave these guys today oh my god i mean just watching the ufc uh saturday was like was it a good was it good i, I missed all of it i was, it was watching i was at a show so i was kind of watching the updates and i was happy cormier won you know yeah he uh, knocked uh miocic out did he was it a fluke knockout or was it no, it was, he, pretty, was, it, it was yeah. uh very strategic nice uh and then uh and then they had, so here's what i was gonna talk to you about this actually i'm happy you please. brought that up because do you think mma purists just roll their eyes and get disgusted at that dumb shit that happened after the match yeah. when brock Lesnar? i mean he might as well have had honky tonk man hit cormier with a guitar from behind uh, i mean that's how stupid i'm a honky tonk man yeah. i'm cool i'm bad i'm a honky tonk man hey, that's how dumb that exchange was right like it was just this is so fucking stupid just say Hey, I'm gonna. I want to fight Brock, but instead, I mean, they might as well had his intro music play. It was just why didn't the Undertaker come out? You know what I mean? The I whole arena goes black. <laughs> Did as, you? As soon as <laughs> Lesnar hit the ring, I you know because I like to live tweet. It sure, gets, gets me like three new followers. That's uh, smart. Said, how dope would it be if the Undertaker dropped from the rap? That would right be now. so bad. The whole arena goes black and you hear, you hear the gong. <laughs> that would have been fucking great. Him and Sting. Sting drops yeah. down with the bat. Undertaker comes out. Sting like, in his seven bald spots. Yeah. <laughs> that is so. Oh, man. They really fucked that guy over. But. <laughs> It's like, dude, do you have a manager? Like, who's doing this shit to you? Like, how did you sign off? I mean, I, I don't want to bore people because I've talked about Sting and, you know, forever because he's my guy. But like, there, he was great. You have the best t shirt ever. 
you still have that? The Which stink one? of the police? Oh, no. I got rid of all my wrestling shirts. Oh, man. The, I'm 49, man. I'm a fucking loser wearing There's wrestling shirts. There's nothing wrong with that. There is a great sting shirt, which Jerry's talking about. His, uh, there's, uh, it's a, looks like the police, the band, but Sting <laughs> is in it instead of Sting, the bass player, and it's pretty funny. And now you said like Sting, the the wrestler owns that name, right? He trademarked yeah, it. He trademarked it, but then he just for a gimmick, I think he charges the Sting, the bass player, a dollar a year. Oh, that's funny. That's so. funny. Like, you know, he's not the f smartest business guy. <laughs> I mean, he's doing all right, though. He's I mean, he's made, I don't think he's, uh, you know, my buddy took a meeting with him and, you know, I was like, hey, I'll get your website. And like, oh, really? Sting was basically like, what's a website? Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Dude, you could sell is. your T-shirts and shit like that, your videos. And, <laughs> you know, like he doesn't even have a website. Like, What so. was the first pro wrestling event you went to? Live. Uh, uh, it was. I forget. It was at the Olympic Auditorium, which is now a Korean Church off the Five. Okay. Uh, and it was. Uh, I don't even remember who was on the card, uh, but my dad knew the ref, Count Billy Varga, who was like a <laughs> legendary wrestler in the fifties. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then he became a ref, and uh, you know, he invited me and my dad and and. Uh, so it was at the Olympic Auditorium, which had so many classic events, boxing. Sure. Uh, you know, like in the 70s in L.A., that was the place to see boxing. You know, you had like, you know, Carlos Palomino and Danny, I think Little Red Lopez. Not wow. heavyweights so much, but those sure. smaller. Yep. And the Hispanics loved going there. Absolutely. It was just, Dude, we love boxing. I, I, yeah. I was there like every Mexican, no matter what, we all know just a little bit about boxing. Take the biggest nerd who just sits there and plays Warcraft all day, but if he's Mexican, he knows a little bit about boxing. It's just inherent, you know? It's like... Yeah. It's and that's a like, Hispanic area off the yeah, five. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe now it's Korean, but like uh, back in the 70s, like they would have riots if their fighter lost. Dude, right? Uh, like it was like... Wow. But they had uh, wrestling there every now and then, and uh, that's where I met Kamala. Yeah. And... Uh, so what was the first? Because you grew up where? Dallas. So I, I would go see the Sportatorium at WCCW all the time. My and that's dad the Von Erichs, mm -hmm. Abdul the Butcher. Abdul the Butcher. I see the figure there. Yeah. Uh, I told you my Kamala story where I got terrified. Um, I made my dad. I was four years old. I made my dad take me home because I thought, oh, God, we're dead. Like, I thought he would just kill us all. Um, the Freebirds were amazing. They were such great bad guys. Like, um, and of course the Von Erichs, like it was, that was like a pretty magical time before David Von Erich passed away. Like he was the first shoe to drop, I guess, with all the Von Erich passings he was and that was like, that was an amazing time right before. I remember how bummed we all were when he died, like in school. But I remember my friend's dad, when I was like in the fifth grade, he took us, he, he worked, um, he ran a, uh, air conditioning. They sold like supplies there for like repairs and stuff like that. Cause of course, Texas and the heat talk about heat waves. Right. So, um, this dude uh, would come in and he was a country music singer, a air conditioner repairman, a delivery driver and a pro wrestler. And he pro wrestled under the name stomper. And he kind of looked like earthquake, like the same like hair and size as earthquake, but like maybe like a foot shorter, you know what I mean? And like, but he was stomper and he was like the, he was like the face of this. And we went to a truck stop. We drove to a truck stop, like 20 minutes outside of Dallas and upstairs, they had this lounge where they put in a wrestling ring 
and yeah, they just like it was the it was, but it was like Roadhouse. It was like if in the movie Roadhouse they had pro wrestling there. Like the audience was, we thought. I mean, there were fights breaking out. There were guys like trying to talk their girlfriends into letting them fuck her, like right there, you know, during the event. And we and so after about five matches, my friend's dad was like, maybe this isn't the best place for two fifth graders. So he took me and my buddy home. But yeah, like that was that was fucking nuts. Speaking of Notre Dame High School, we have uh, my fourth period. Uh, oh shit! I believe a history teacher, the this. great J.C. Barnett. Hey, what's up, J.C.? Coach Barnett. He was also the PE teacher. Nice. Uh, and swim coach at Notre Dame High. Did you all have the hockey team? Is that where you're at? Uh, no, love we had. It started? Uh, we had some maniac. Uh, no offense, Coach Barnett, but we had <laughs> some uh, maniac coaches there. Like uh, yeah. We had a guy who played, I think, at Ohio State football, uh, Hugh Loveless. <laughs> That's the perfect name for a coach, isn't it? Coach Loveless. And that hit, is a perfect name. But his freshman football class was, like, I remember I elbowed a kid in the face playing football, and he comes running up to me. I'm like, fuck, he's going to either hit me or yell at me. He right. just whispers into my ear, great play, Skakel. <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, that's great. He's making us do deep knee bends one sure. morning because freshman year at Notre Dame was all guys. Oh, really? Uh, and then um, the second year, uh, I think uh, Corvallis Girls School shut down. So we got all their girls. Oh, okay. Was so, it like a very happy time? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we were all I think excited I, as shit. We were like, oh, fuck, girls. I think I told the dean at the end of freshman year, you better get some dudes in here because there's going to be a lot of fags running around there. <laughs> and he like, looked at me like, what? Uh, it's the 80s. You, you literally could talk like that to the dean of your high and school. And not get in any trouble whatsoever. Um, the dean could say that and not get in any trouble. You know, yeah. Like, so, but it was very competitive at Notre Dame High. Like PE classes were taught yeah, by, sure. uh, you know, ex college football players, and uh, you know, uh, it was a very uh, wow. This I'm not in Good Shepherd grade school anymore. This is the real right. deal. Was it Catholic? Obviously, uh, Notre Dame High. Yeah, yeah, uh, been, yeah, duh. So yeah. stupid question. No, no. I mean, uh, but there was only it always there weren't that many black students there. Yeah. I'm, I got the feeling that the few that were there saw the white shadow and thought, oh, that's a cool school. It's the ghetto. <laughs> and then they show up. It's like, there's, where, where, where's, the uh, fuck is where's Hayward and Thorpe? Uh, I, went to, I went to a very small private school in Dallas that was not that expensive. It was like the one, because my mom was like, ah, I really want you to try to go. Because like I was like, it was a lot of gangs at the, at the, at the one I was going to go to, the high school. I'm like, mom, do I look like I'm ever going to be on their radar? You know what I mean? Like, I'm the last person they're gonna fuck with like they have no need it would be pointless but she was like well so she was a very inexpensive private school but it, in the 60s uh there was this one teacher the spanish teacher was telling the stories about like in the 60s she goes it was like it was all the teachers were fathers like they're all priests right. and they were all like drunk like irish ex-cons and so there was no such thing as detention. Like if you mouthed off, they just took you in the hallway and just beat the fuck out of you. And then put you right like back, like, like this is like sixties. Right. But like, they would just fuck you up. Like they would just take some ex boxer priest ex con would just give you a few shots to the mouth and then send you back in. Well, that's kind of like, how was in my grade school? 
Like they were hardcore Catholic. Like Dude, they, would, they fuck. They don't fuck around, man. They'll beat kids and shit. Like it's crazy. Oh, they would uh, take your hands and hit you with the ruler. The ruler. I had that. Yeah, I, that was in the eighties. That was my eighties at a Catholic school. It wasn't even a regular school. My mom, uh, my mom's boyfriend, like he's like my dad. He's like, hey, we should send him to Sunday school. Like you know, every Sunday. I hate. It. I was like, I don't want to fucking be here. And uh, I just asked the nun. I was like, hey, where does God come from? I was like, you know, second grader, and she just held up my hand and just boom boom with the ruler like how dare i bring that question up you know and like yeah it was just right my mom was like man fuck that you're not going back but yeah it was uh it's a different era back then way different i mean you because i was coming up at the end of like like i was in elementary school kind of at the tail end of the paddle era you know we're like would you know if you really fuck up they'll they'll paddle you you know like i remember kids who got paddled because they did some fucking gnarly shit like i remember these two kids opened up they had a toy drive we're in like first grade and we had a toy drive for homeless kids and these two dudes just sat there and like opened up all the he-man figures and we're just playing with them during nap time and like and i remember like part of me was like jealous like i kind of want to get in on that but i'm like nah i feel bad i think it's and then oh man yeah they got they got paddled really bad they got fucked up on that one uh well i mean it's just even with girls like yeah you know it was just the 70s and 80s you could you know you could be a lot more aggressive and oh that's just boys being boys it's crazy it's scary like that i mean thank god that went away like i mean just imagine for yourself i mean mean, like kiss had a song called christine 16 16? well that was i mean even in the 50s every song was like it's okay to fuck a 14 year old you know yeah like every song in the 50s was like hey look at you you know which is just creepy as fuck winger had a song uh, 17 yeah i mean uh ted nugent had a song called jailbait yeah uh you know so r kelly was not that bad yeah <laughs> yeah it's, take a listen to some of the shit from 10 years before oh it's what, 10 20 30 i mean jerry yeah. lewis was like legally married to, to his cousin uh, his 14 year old cousin or whatever 16 year old i forgot if he was 14 or 16 well, maybe yeah. he should get into roast battles yeah <laughs> i forgot about kiss with christine 16 that's <laughs> But I mean, that's like literally a song about Gene Simmons creeping on a 16-year-old girl outside of high school. <laughs> like he's driving by or walking by uh, and it's like, what? That is so fucking... Yeah, I saw Paul... St- I used to work at a bookstore when I first moved out here that uh, Barnes & Noble, it's a bookstore on Ventura. You know the one? It's- dude, I met Fred Hunter there. Yeah, he would come... Dude, I, uh, John Voigt go- would go in there all the Fred time. Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer, Hunter, from Hunter, Fred, yeah. Fred Hunter. John Voigt would go in there all the time. Um, but I was there, and Paul Stanley came in with like his kids and shit. Like It was like this guy probably like you know eight, nine years ago, but it was crazy well i know he must live there because i always uh used to see paul stanley at the um newsstand on i think it's Coldwater and ventura yeah i know the one yeah uh, sure by ralph's Mm -hmm. i don't know why i'm giving all these you know i'm sure my friend keith in canada is like where's Coldwater and ventura (laughs) Uh, hey keith if you ever visit you know where to go to find paul stanley at a newsstand though that's a good news absolutely keith it's hard to interact with people in chat when i'm trying to talk to jerry (laughs) 
I can wait, man. I, I, I don't want to take you away from your from your fans. I'm a one man operation here. <laughs> you know, this is no Rogan show. Did I did I tell you about fucking when I Eddie Van Halen came into the bookstore when no. I was there? So Gene Simmons, uh, not Gene, Paul Stanley was super cool. I, and I and I and I was just like, you could tell he didn't want to be fucked with, right? Right. But, but it was, he, you know, at this point. He, you know, had no make, you know, it's like he was dressed as star, man, you know, star child, like walking around, you know, he wasn't in the star child getup, but he was just, you know, he still kind of had like a little bit of a rock star, you know, get up. You right. can tell you, and I just want, I just said, Hey man, just, uh, you know, we were, he was kind of alone. I was like, just want to tell you, dude, like, I mean, I don't think you got enough credit for like how many hits you wrote. Like, I think that was really impressive. He's like, Oh, thanks. He was very nice. And then that was it. I was like, I don't want to fuck with him more, but Eddie Van Halen came in one time it was years ago and I didn't want to, uh, to, I, I didn't want to say anything, but I was like, fuck. And he came up to me and asked me for help. I was shelving books and he goes, Hey man, I, I need help, man. My girlfriend's looking for a photography book or whatever. Can you help? I was like, yeah, sure. And I take him over to the back computer. I'm like, I said, by the way, dude, you're the, you're the fucking greatest. And he just goes, oh, thanks, man. But and I swear to God, he goes, then you go on the internet and I'm the fucking bad guy. They start talking all this fucking shit, Sammy and fucking Dave. They start running. I was like, whoa, fuck. All right, man. Like, yeah, dude. Hey, I'm with you, buddy. Like, it was, He just went on this defensive, like, fuck those guys are lying. I never did anything wrong. He just like let it all out in this. As I'm like searching for a photography book for him to get his girlfriend is fucking hilarious man well it's probably and that was probably before tmz mm -hmm. and radar 19 and all these other sites that yep. just have you know people at every newsstand every supermarket every gym yeah just uh, waiting waiting for some eddie van halen to pick his nose right. <laughs> or you know waiting for uh justin bieber not to pick up his dog shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah the real hard pressing issues i they, know it's like i would love to follow the tmz crew around let's right see, <laughs> see what those slobs are up to Never, you, i mean i don't know were you there that night that they were all across the street from the improv in hollywood on melrose's god it was probably so. like eight years ago and uh w there was almost a fight between paparazzi guys and stand-ups outside because and i i didn't mean to but i kind of started it because they some woman was getting she was at that that mexican seafood place right across the street right you know about? um i think that thing had just opened it was right around that time that restaurant had just opened up and i don't know who it was but she was coming out and all these dudes just ran you know, started taking pictures and her and her boyfriend were like trying to kind of cover themselves up. And I just started yelling like, who's in there? I was all saying, like, who is it? I was like, tell us at least here. And then she tried to take off. And like a couple of them, I said, Princess Diana, don't do this. You know, don't do another. And then like uh, now other comics started yelling shit and heckling. And then they all just came over. Like they were ready to fight. Like all these paparazzi, it was like this weird, like warriors showdown. <laughs> like they all like, and then there was this weird standoff and we we're just cussing each other out back and forth. And then they all took off. It was fucking crazy though. Well, that's probably a pretty uh, fair fight. Paparazzi against stand-up stand comics. comics. I don't know who you'd rather. Well, I think it's just, the thing is, it's we had the easy advantage because just go for their camera, right? Like, right. The, all you got to do, kick your kick their camera. That's what, $3,000 they're out? You know, like that, they're immediately, they're going to dive and try to save the camera. That's, you know, so we're just like, fuck, I'll just, we'll just beat the shit. We'll just break your fucking cameras. If you try, I was, yeah, but that, I would have liked to have seen the, the actual tale of the tape, how it would have went down. I mean, I literally can't think of two groups of more un- Unintimidating. 
slobs. So. Yeah, like unintimidating, un- not fighters, you know, like just. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen paparazzis? Oh, They're yeah. Gross. <laughs> unshaven yep. fat yeah uh, and then you've got the paparazzi <laughs> comics are no joke either <laughs> and what i think it was sad is i was one of the more physically fit guys you know like on the comedian side of things you know like so far yeah so that's how you know it wasn't uh it wasn't gonna be a great outstanding battle like they would not have oh man it would have been it would not have been worth watching or maybe so for the all the wrong reasons but well i remember once at the improv i was pulling up i, I think it was on the show and uh the door guy comes up to me frantically knowing that I'm one of the few comics that actually work out. Going, hey dude, I think Delia and Dane Cook are about to have a fight. You got to get in there and break it up. And I'm like, what? I mean, what are you talking about? So, you know, I, I looked over as to where they were and they were, they weren't really yelling at each other. They were having a, you could tell it was an intense conversation, but over uh, what? Oh, who knows? I don't know. Jesus. You know, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, it was over, you know, I think, I think later on someone told me Dane was uh, upset that Delia was going on ahead of him. And it's like, well, dude, he's a big star. Like, who gives you know, a fuck? You had a nice run, but like, he's the guy. Sorry, dude. You know, it's just the way it works. Um, so. hey, what, what I don't understand real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt. But like, no, that's, that's a, how do you not know that? Right? Like if you've gone through that, you know what I'm saying? Like how then, what do you honestly do? I mean, do people think they just become invincible once they hit like a certain, you know what I mean? How do you, you've seen it your whole career as you're coming up, you see the guys who were the big fish and then there's another one who replaces them. You know, you see that happen all the time. So it just seems odd that you would let that affect, right? Like that you would let that upset you. I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know what was going on, but I mean, I'm good. Well, I'm friends with Chris. I don't really know Dane. Right. Uh, so I'm, you know, partial towards Chris, but, yeah. um, you do know, they, do they still kind of have shit? They cool. I'm now? sure they do. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm sure it's like they both, uh, you know, are multimillionaires through stand up. They yeah. both do well with chicks. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure it's two alpha males. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, they both get booked on Jay Davis shows. So there you go. <laughs> they always see each other at Life those gigs. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's the funny thing is they have basically the same fan base, you know, young college kids yeah, who, sure. like, love their style, and so they're going to be on the same shows. Right. Um, you know, so it's just, uh, you know, I, I don't know how they get along now, but, wow. you know, Chris did has you, always been nice to me. Did so. you do anything? Do you just kind of like, hey, guys, I mean, I walked down. through them just to, like, eavesdrop a little bit on, right. okay, are they going to throw blows? Right. Because uh, I think the only other comic there was ralphie may and ralphie wasn't going to be able to move fast enough right uh you know he could have probably just bowled himself down the sidewalk <laughs> uh, but you know uh nothing I happened i don't know if i've ever actually seen two comedians actually fight i haven't I don't really know if I've ever seen that like it's like i don't want to either it's like i mean i don't think it'll be a great fight you know if two, you know what I mean? Like if two comics fought each other, I can't imagine it would be Ali Foreman, you know, I'm sure. Or I mean, Ali Frazier. I think it'd be like, oh, okay. Well, no. Uh, there was that. I mean, I've seen some fights at the comedy store, but uh, not really anything of, uh, seen a lot of yelling matches. Yeah, that, that I'm sure all the time, right? But um, I know, uh, you know, on Roast Battle, I was once asked to interrupt 
somebody's match, like wrestling style. Okay. And I, I had to tell uh, the hierarchies of roast battle, if I go up there, I'll, I'll swing on them. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, come Was on, it? dude. I'm like, I don't want to say the guy's name because, you know. Right. I'll let the karmic gods take care of him. But uh, I was like, dude, I will do it. But I'm telling you right now, I will swing on him and it will take every security guard and every roaster who's ranked on both coasts to get me off of him. Because <laughs> I don't get mad often. Yeah. But when I do, it's like a button flips in my head. The, would my, they steal jokes from you or some shit? No, it's just a lot of bullshit, yeah. uh, roast battle related. So, uh, what you did know. they do? Were they okay? Let's forget the interrupt. Is that yeah, they're like, okay, never mind. Let's forget it. <laughs> did that person know you felt that way? Oh, yeah, they, they've been okay. made very well aware. Uh, <laughs> Have they ever been like, look, man, I'm sorry? Oh, yeah, they, you know, it just wasn't it's so you funny. Know, the damage has been done. Uh, but, uh, you know, so yeah, that was, uh, you know, like I love the show. I sure, you know, it's, it's an amazing show, it's given me a lot, but. I will ruin the night if you guys <laughs> tell you right now. Oh, that's funny. So there's no like, well, Earl, we didn't know you were going to do that. I'm telling you what I'm going to do. Like, it's going to happen. There's walk no on that stage. <laughs> I will look at him. He'll say something stupid. And that's and it. I will unleash. If I'll hit him. <laughs> He'll beg me for a right. I'll hit him so many times with the left. Uh, and uh, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I hold grudges. What can I say? Hey, man. It's it embarrassing, but, you know, at least I'm honest about it. Yeah, there you go. I try not to. I try not to, like... Cause look, there's no point to it. You know what I mean? Like not to not to get all you know, Saturday morning cartoon. But there's just no what? Who gives a shit? Kind of you know, like just keep doing you and 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 you know, unless they're constantly trying to fuck with your career and you know your way of life. That's one thing. But well, I think with roast battle in particular, you know, it's at the comedy store every Tuesday. Yeah. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I get a lot of spots on Tuesday, so I kind of. You're kind of always there. Well, You're I around. I don't want to say to Adam, I don't want to be up there Tuesday because that might right. be the only night I get a spot. Of course. You so can't I'm fuck like, with all right, that. Yeah. I'll play the game. I'll, uh, yeah. you know, so you kind of have to interact with these people over and over yeah. again. Do you guys like Adam? Do they pay attention to those kind of beefs? Do they give a shit? You know what no, I mean? Like, they... I don't think he does. I mean, I can't speak for Adam, but right. like, uh, you know, I, I think he's like, hey, dude, I'm going to give you the spot. Uh, you know, I can give you if you're bringing up someone you don't like, or mm -hmm. uh, they're bringing you up, dude. It's either take that spot, or I got I got to put someone else in that yeah. spot. So wow. you know, I'm good like that. Yeah, like and, and you but could you could bring up someone you didn't like at the store. Oh, I've done it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've uh, there was one night. Um, it was I was brought up by someone who had hooked up with my ex. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And then brought up that same night, the guy I brought up had hooked up with my ex. I was like, well, <sighs> I don't really want to deal with any of these guys. But Did I they know the, whole, the two guys? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. yeah. yeah. Uh, but everyone tells me everything. Right. So uh, that's why I don't think, I, that's why I'm like happy to not date a comedian. You know what I mean? It's like, why, ha why add that extra? Yeah, the, the bonus is we both get it. Right. right. Like you're never going to get the, couldn't you maybe try getting a job or going to college? You know, you're never going to get that, which is great. The bad news is if it, if, you know, if it goes belly up or if they start dating another comic, that just sucks. 
You know, like I could imagine, like I've never been in that situation. I can only imagine how much it has to fucking suck and be like, oh, oh it's great. the worst, you know, like the worst. Yeah. It's uh, just, it's, I mean, I know it's, you know, easier said than done because that's 90% of the females. If you know that we need our other community that we're around all the time, you know, it's like, well, you just get to know them. you do shows with them a lot, you know, and well, that's all I'm around. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, I'm not around lawyers and doctors. Right. Uh, I mean, our uncle hang out with a fucking, you know, I mean, I, I got lucky that my girlfriend, had, I met her at the store in La Jolla. She was just in the audience. Right. And we, we started talking and that was cool. But like, you know, I've always tried to just for that reason, not that there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with it's not like, it's not like some stereotype. We'll go, they're all fucked up in the head. Cause who isn't fucked up in the head. But the reason I generally hope not to date female comics is for that reason to just like not have every, you know, bump you're on a show with eight guys who have, who have you know, who, 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 who hooked up with her after y'all broke up. You know what I mean? Like that's gotta be just, ah, oh, fuck it. Not easy, right, man? Yeah, uh, but you know, uh, I don't regret any of the last three. That's good. Have they all been comics? Yeah, the last three serious girlfriends have all been comics. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's like you know, obviously they ended. They ended. Yeah, sure. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but like this yoga studio I go to, I could tell all the teachers hook up. Really? Yeah. You oh, that's funny. Uh, so it's funny. And like, you know, probably 30% of the teachers are lesbians. Right. And they're all just kind of have this inner, yeah. inner circle of, yeah. yeah like, wow. And- this is what it looks like from a layman's sure. perspective. <laughs> now I know how people feel when they go to the comedy store. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two degrees of separation. Forget six. No, God. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, that's why. Yeah, that's why I try to avoid like getting in a serious relationship with a with a female comic. Like, there's, I mean, that you know, there's obviously a lot of gorgeous, super funny female comics out there that it's impossible not to. It's like impossible not to fall in love a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, if someone you see someone who's like super funny and good at the same shit that you do, and it's you know someone of the gender you're attracted to, you're like, God damn, like fuck, that'd be. You have this romantic vision of like, oh, it'd be great to date her. How funny, you know? We'd always be laughing. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah, it'd be a laugh a minute. You know? That's that's why roast battle was so great. It's like everyone's fucking in that room, right? So there's this like weird energy of like, right. well, this roasters fuck this judge. Well, uh, this girl's fucked this member of the wave or Earl that's or so whoever. And, uh, so there was just uh, I think that's what really in the early days anyway added to the the wackiness of the yeah, show. Yeah, sure. Like I've never been on a show where like half the room is fucked the other half. <laughs> Were people getting like? Would there be legit like hurt feelings and stuff like because of those things? Uh, Did that ever happen? Was like some legit like? I um, I mean, I can't speak for others, but there was some definitely some awkward moments where, you know, uh, exes were, uh, you know, in the room, and maybe one was uh, judging, and then oh, one was fuck. battling, and then oh, you know man. the the other person battling would have a joke about the judge, and then the ex would get pissed that. Who's bat? You know, it was just like it's such a wacky dynamic. God, that's crazy. Uh, but uh, I think that's what made the show so fun in the early days. Yeah, sure, man. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's probably like pro wrestling. I'm sure those guys are all fucking the valets and yeah. the ring girls, and then it gets weird when I know uh, what was it? Uh, John Morrison was dating Melina. Oh, was he really? 
And then I guess she cheated on him oh, with shit. Batista. Hey. And then they had to wrestle against each other. How do, you, like, that's, how do you do that? Dude, that is a definition of a pro. But like, I also think Vince McMahon loved shit like that. Of course, because it probably, bring, like you said, it brings an extra energy to the match. Yeah, like who was it? To Matt Hardy It was dating Lita. Yep. She cheated on him with Edge. Yep. And uh, that was like the first big storyline after Matt Hardy came back was he wanted yeah. revenge against Edge. I'm sure they hated each other. Of course. So uh, welcome to the world of uh, pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon should own a comedy club. Dude, that would be amazing. I would yeah. love that. If he had a, <laughs> every comic has to get a little juiced up. He wants them all. He yeah. wants us all a little bigger. You know, <laughs> yeah. you want to be uh, headlining? Well, juice up, yeah, Jackson. Juice up, man. Sorry. So, and by the way, a quick shout out to all those who watched I'm Dying Up Here. Oh, yeah, man. Season finale was last night. Nice. So when, how long of a break do you have? Who knows? Who knows? Did they have an announce if it got picked up again? Maybe permanent. Oh, wow. Shit. Uh, you know, uh, it's... Uh, now, do you nerd, do you worry about this or do you say, fuck it, just No, I don't. I, you know, I've gone on a few podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I said... Uh, you know, I don't worry about things I can't control. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. I mean, you know, I, I hope it gets picked up. You know, I hope the cartoon I'm on gets picked up. Um, you ever had any old school comedy store guys come up and be like, dude, I'm dying up here is literally how it was. Like, have you ever heard yeah. that? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I mean, just me watching it's how it, it's yeah. a very authentic show. The book was tremendous. The book was so fucking good. Yeah, I mean, I think they deviated a little bit for sure. the book, probably because you couldn't get this person's permission. Yeah, to yeah. Use their name or whatever, and and they took some creative, uh, yeah, you know, license with the. Uh, I don't have to see. The problem is, I don't have Showtime. I got to get it to watch this. I think you can stream it. Okay, I'm going to do that because uh, I have Hulu. I think they have Showtime as part of Hulu. I might add that. But is it about Lubetkin, or do they not go there? Like, you know what I mean? Like, not well, the very first episode, by the way, a shout out to a uh, former bass player from LA Guns. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck yeah. Now selling real estate nice. in Paso Robles, the great Stefan Adika. Look at that. You know, if you. How uh, fucking badass is that, man? I'm, I'm sure you can. Uh, and he was also formerly of Glam Nation, oh, the shit. super group featuring Damn. Uh, Eric Singer from Kiss on drums. Teddy Zigzag from uh, Guns N' Roses, uh, Ryan Roxy from Alice Cooper. Nice. Uh, and uh, he, Stephen wants to talk about, uh, or Stefan wants to talk about Stephen Piercy's rat, but we'll save that for. Uh, okay, I have the book right here. I, I will be is. Friday night, Costa Mesa, seeing the new rat. Oh, yeah? Uh, with Shit. Quiet Riot opening. I think wow. the, both bands combined have two original two members. Two original members. Yeah, that's how it goes, isn't it? Um, Stephen Piercy and the Bouncing Beaner, Juan Crochet. Andale. Andale, Juan. And uh, Frankie Benali, the OG drummer. From that's going to be Riot. badass, man. It'll be kind of sad, to be honest with no, you. No, come on. It'll be fun. That'll be fun. You know, I mean, it'll be good times, dude. That'll I don't know what's great. aged worse, uh, <laughs> 80s uh, pro wrestlers or 80s musicians. That's a good one. That'd be a good, like, before and after. Just line them all up and see, you know, like. I mean, you look at some of those pro wrestlers from the 80s who are alive. The ones who made it. Yeah, like yeah. Greg Valentine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who who else did I see uh, recently? It was like I think one of the nasty boys, Brian Knobs was like, Honky Tongue Man looks okay. 
Yeah, he looks, you know, he looks a little less muscular. And, yeah. uh, you know, I watched a... Uh, Brutus the Barber looks all right, too. <laughs> I don't know about that. But like, <laughs> you know, he was, he was looking a little... I, he was on the roast of the Iron Sheik. Oh, was he really? And uh, I was dressed up as the ultimate warrior. Yeah. And he was great. That's I awesome. Think that, what a joke did I have? I think, Brutus, you've had a lot of nicknames. You've had Brutus the Barber. You've had Brutus Beefcake. Adonis. Booty Man. Yeah. Uh, Adonis the Disciple. One nickname you'll never have is Brutus the Good Wrestler. <laughs> and he got up and poured beer on me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I think he was kind of pissed. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? Hey, what are you going to do? It's a roast. Well, I walked up to him before. I'm like, hey, is there anything you don't want us to joke about? I was like, yeah, man, I got a drug conviction. Uh, I don't really uh, want Of course, that was the first joke I did. But, yeah. Like, uh, you know, you'd be a good roaster. No, I mean, I can't do it. I don't like that. Not necessarily roast battle, but like when you see like. Uh, oh, I could write. I think I could write for a roast. Yeah. Well, I apparently can. I can't. Oh, please stop it. I, I just don't I don't I don't have that muscle to flex to get up there and like just shit on somebody else like you know I just would I, I would I literally like I would say my roast joke but look I'm just joking I would say that after what? every line I'd be like I'm just fucking around man. I'm just kidding you know I would be terrible at it well brutal. it's not for everyone it's like yeah. you have to like have a uh, thick skin sure so. I could take it I just would feel bad dishing. Does that make sense? Like, I wouldn't mind getting... I think it'd be funny if somebody roasted me. That'd be hilarious. But, like, if I said somebody something mean to somebody else, I would feel bad. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, look, man, I'm just fucking around. Like, that's how I would... That's how I would be. I'd be a terrible roaster. I mean, it would depend, like, on Bruce Willis. Like, I would have loved to have done it just because it's Bruce Willis. It's yeah, like sure. Die Hard. Just on Die Hard alone. Oh, God. It's like, dude, that's, like, the greatest action movie ever. Ever. Ever fucking... Do you ever see uh, hard boiled the John Woo one? No, it's right around the same time. I think it's equally as good. Chow Yun Fat, fucking tremendous. They did a criterion of it that's hard as fuck to find, but uh, it's that that one. You should definitely if you like Die Hard, Hard Boiled. I think is either the year before or the same year. Just as good. I mean, it. it's just as good. Well, I'm just, not going to say it's better. It's just as good because Die Hard. It was so legendary. I mean, the bar was so high on Die Hard. Oh yeah. Uh, well, remember how every movie after it was Die Hard on a boat, Die Hard on yeah. a bus, die, right, like Speed and like all that. Passenger Fifty Seven. Fifty Seven. You know, Die, die Hard on a train on a, uh, or whatever it was. Like. Although I did like the bad guy Bruce Payne. From uh, Passenger yeah, 57. Yeah, Passenger 57 wasn't bad. That was a good flick. All, all the Die Hard clones weren't that terrible, you know? Like, I like Die Hard too. Yeah. Uh, the great, uh, what's his name? William Sadler. He was, was a great Colonel villain. Stewart. Yeah. And, and he had the Terminator 1000 in it. He was like one of the henchmen. Yeah, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick was one of the henchmen. Uh, John Amos from Good Times was a bad guy. Dude, that was fucking, we could have been friends. I got yeah. enough friends. That was fucking great, man. And if you're a L.A. Kings hockey fan, the guy who does the in-between uh, period interviews, Patrick, name is escaping me right uh, now. He was the guy, Patrick, not Patrick Stewart, Patrick's maybe M starts with an M. Very good looking guy. Yeah. Very knowledgeable sports reporter. Uh, he was the guy, John Amos slit his throat. Oh, Granada. We were yeah. like, I wish I could have been there. Yeah. Wouldn't have to do this. Boom. Yeah. Right. Wish you were with us in Granada. Yeah. Five minutes of a firefight. And uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I wish I was too, sir. And then he got a, his uh, foam. Um, and I, and a, a very quick scene that nobody probably realized it was him but the guy bruce willis stabbed with the icicle yeah yeah, yeah. you know who that was no 
is the great Tony Ganos meat from Porky. Oh shit! No way. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's funny. I gotta watch that again. That's- yeah, you gotta really be up on your '80s uh, character actors. You know, it's funny. You Blade Runner, of course. You're a fan. Rutger Hauer. Um, I, you remember when he's looking for the snake, and he goes to that like kind of seedy area, and the guy he talks to was the mayor from Dolomite. And oh, I lost wow. my mind. I'm like, that's a fucking mayor from Dolomite. Like after I was after Dolomite was something I just watched all the time. And then we were watching Blade Runner years ago. I'm like, holy shit. He has like two lines. I'm like, I'm so happy that dude got another job. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, fuck, that's a mayor from Dolomite, man. Well, that's uh, like watching uh, the White Shadow yesterday. Every episode had like, oh my god, this must have so been their first so. role. There is, um, there's a Columbo is streaming, I think, on Netflix, all the old seasons. Right, and I, man, of course, I'm gonna fuck this up, but there's one of them where uh, this like really rich dude is driving into his house, and all these people are protesting him, and Jeff Goldblum's one of the protesters. It's hilarious. It's oh pl- really? Plain as day, he doesn't have a line. He's just like you know, 19 year old whatever Jeff Goldblum just standing there picketing. It's it's be when you see it, you're like fuck, that's Jeff Goldblum. Like, and it's odd because you, he's so famous. Seeing him that you expect him to suddenly you know be the main character of the show after that, but that was it. He's just in that one little thing where he's protesting outside of a limo. Well, it's it like funny. if you um. Watch Twisted Sisters Leader of the Pack video. <laughs> uh, Bobcat Goldthwait was in it. Oh, really? Did he direct it? Um, he probably did. I bet he, he did, was, right? He was like the weird dude. In the, <laughs> and, and there's a scene where he's a teacher and one of the students, as the camera rolls through the students, is Luke Perry. Oh, wow. I got to look at that again. Oh, that's cool, man. 86, so yeah. it was a couple years before Beverly Hills 90210. Right. Uh, but uh, so that's many. Funny. Uh, I wonder if you watch like Hot for Teacher, you know, if you'd find like that video, if you find like eight of those kids are all like, like one or two of them are famous now, you know, like I wonder if that, you know, like I'd love to watch, like go back and just look for that kind of, I love looking for that kind of shit. Well, I used to train the girl from the Hot for Teacher video, you know, probably four years after that video, she was wow. Uh, I forget her name, but she was hot still. Like, yeah, she's a this is a family fitness center in, in uh, Pico nice. for you uh, local yokels. You did personal training? Yeah, that's what I did before stand. Nice. So uh, she was still like, I'm like, what do you do? She's like, oh, I'm an actress, and you might might have seen me in a video. I'm right. Like, yeah, I'm sure I have. <laughs> uh, like, what video? She's like that Van Halen video, hot for teacher. I'm like, wow, yeah, it is you. That's crazy. Um. I mean, I, well, you could probably add those people into the uh, what age is worse, uh, 80s pro wrestlers. Yeah. Um, 80s hair metal guys. 80s hair metal guys or 80s video vixens. Video vixens, yeah. Some of those girls look a little rough. That is, I haven't seen them now. Not Tony Katane or Bobby Brown, though. They uh, still look hot. They still look, I don't want to look, I don't want to see, I don't want to get shattered, man. I don't want the, 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 the childhood dream to end. I don't want to look, I don't want to know. Well, they, I've had them both on this couch. Nice. And both look great. Cool, too? Uh, yeah, I mean, Bobby was a little more uh, subdued. Right. Um, just because, you know, I think she's over it. Yeah, like, I can I, imagine. I don't want to talk about cherry pie anymore. Right, right. You know, I don't right. want to talk about Star Search. Uh, and it's like, well, I get that, but like. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, what, what else can we talk about? Was Tani Katane the white snake? Yeah, right? yeah. She was a little more like she loves it. She embraces it. That's it's cool. Like, okay, I know that's why I'm here. Let's talk about it. 
The only thing she wouldn't talk about was being OJ's mistress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. You know. That was right after the murders, too, wasn't it? Or was it before? Well, I, I think it was before. I think, was. you know, uh, according to my research, like OJ would fly her out and have her stay one floor above the family. Oh, no so shit. Say, hey, Nicole, I'm going to get some ice. And go, <laughs> you know. Not a bad move, real. I mean, if you think about yeah, it, that's pretty baller. That's move. pretty baller, and it's and it's not. It's kind of clever. I mean, you, it's if you're gonna, it's a. I mean, now you risk the awkward lobby meetup, right? But I mean, as long as you let her, you, as long as she's in good spirits, and you don't like, you know, because you wouldn't want her to get pissed off and just go knocking on your room like an hour later, you know, like that would suck. But she was cool though. Like that was the only thing she wouldn't talk about. Was OJ uh, and. Uh, wow. But then, you know, I, I asked, what, I saw a Geico commercial a couple, this shows you how wacky this business is. Uh, I saw a Geico commercial, and uh, it's the one where the older, slightly older lady, uh, heavier set, crashes into the garage. Right, yeah, sure. And I looked at that girl, I'm like, I know her. It's just 10 minutes. I have, I have like a yeah. Google in my head of like just videos and, and pictures. I'm just going through everything in my head. And then it hit me. Wow. She was the teacher in the Britney Fox video, Girl School. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So I found her name. I think I just Googled Britney Fox teacher, Girl, Girl yeah, School. Yeah. And of course, you can find anything on the internet. Yeah somebody had her name i and i said well i wonder if she's on twitter and she was on twitter she only had like you know seven eight hundred followers right and i reached out to her and she got back to me she said i listened to two episodes of your podcast you're too dirty oh that's funny <laughs> but to me it's like are you kidding me it's not that bad. like who's asking to interview you right in 2017 <laughs> like I, and i said to her i'll be totally respectful like it's I, right you know this podcast is called inappropriate earl but it's not that bad yeah. not really i don't think i asked too many wacky no. uh questions and but it's uh, like but like it's a point it's like it's, it's not that bad and then at the same but at the same time i guess you admire her for sticking to her guns like i you guess know? like but hey it's like, maybe I mean, she's not, like a mega religious person it's possible, uh, you know, but it's also like you can't be that put off by anything I said. Well, no, 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 no. But, yeah. you know, she wouldn't. But it just goes to show you. I mean, I get told no all the time. Like, Really? Oh, yeah. Who's the most famous person? Wait, what's the biggest no from a celebrity that really bummed you out? Like, fuck, I really wanted to interview them. Well, I really want to interview Peter Horton. Oh, wow. Who, uh, you know, if you're in your 40s or maybe late 30s, he was... You know him. He was... Well, I, I tweeted at him again yesterday because he, once again, he was in the episode, uh, he playing a gay student in The White Shadow. No shit. I was like, oh my God, that that's Pete. That's the dude wow. from Side Out. Yeah. Uh, and he was in this show called Brimstone. Wasn't he with Michelle Pfeiffer for a minute? Probably. Yeah. Uh, but he's from that era where he yeah. would have definitely uh, dated Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of Michelle Pfeiffer in Greece too, uh, sad news to report from Hollywood today. Uh, the teacher from Greece too, Tab Hunter, a gay icon, uh, died. No. Yeah. Wow. So a uh, crank up reproduction, dude. Uh, hell yeah, man. Greece too, very underrated. Well, you know, it just how do you follow up Greece? You can't follow up Greece, but I thought if you're going to, they did the best job possible. I Not mean, terrible. You, like, you just. Uh, it's yeah. like I was talking today with someone about why the outfield, the band, yeah, uh, didn't uh, have a maybe like a longer career arc. 
Um, and it two was, fantastic giant hits. Well, that was the problem. I think the video and the song "Your Love," which still gets played today on yeah. most radio stations, uh, they just it was too big. Too well. Say it, so, it say it isn't so. Was a good one too. But say a, oh, it isn't so. That was tell great. me I'm the only one. That was a great fucking. But you're right. Like, how do you? It's it's yeah. It's, they had uh, every time you cry, yep. you know, all the love in the world. Um, That's why it's so like it's extra amazing when you have when a band can have like ten or twelve your loves. Right yeah. when they it's just like fuck, how did they do like Jesus Christ? Like that's pretty fucking impressive that they just kept some momentum going. You know, they followed it up with an even bigger song, or you know, I mean, it's just like like Bon Jovi. Like, <laughs> yeah, they had a ton of well, the fact that the Beatles. I mean, I know that's an example, but Jesus, I mean, any band would have been happy with "I Want to Hold Your Hand" being the only song they ever wrote, and they had like fifty more of them after that. Like, yeah, please, this is nothing. Like, that's fascinating how you just that talented of a songwriter. I mean, really, probably. Uh, well, you know, we're at the hour mark now. We, oh shit! I want people to go over to iTunes. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to end the Facebook live portion of the it has been podcast a treat. right now. But Jerry, uh, plug your shit. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, uh, my website, jerryrochercomedy.com. I have my podcast, The Ramble, which you got to come on and do, buddy. I would love like to. to. Yeah, be, if you're okay with cats, I have two in my tiny apartment. Of course. All right, good. And um, what else? Uh, I got my website. Uh, let's see. This next week, July 19th to the 22nd, I'll be headlining the comic strip in El Paso, Texas. So if you happen to be a, a, an inappropriate Earl lover and you're in El Paso, come out. Also, um, August 23rd to 25th, I'll be headlining the Hyenas in Plano, Texas. And August 29th to September 2nd, the Improv at San Antonio at the River Center. So follow the gentleman, Jerry Roach. Thank watch you. his... Uh, uh, Netflix special out right now, and uh, we're going to talk for a few more minutes off the air. But before if, we die, if you want to hear the rest of this, you got to go to iTunes. Hell yeah! All right, uh, thanks, man. Oh no, no problem. But you know, this is another. You know, people have uh, accused me of hacking into iTunes, which is crazy because the podcast is in like the. T- uh, you know, I think today I was like number 13 or something uh why, why would they accuse you just be happy fuck you did it like well yeah well i mean i get it it's like how are you an unknown comic uh, ahead of bill burr at, at times and he's like the number one comic in the world I was like i don't know i mean like uh what am i uh, uh what am i supposed to do uh, no, it's all good. It's not your job to fucking. It's like, do you think if you I know. was the if I was, uh, do you think I'm the only one hacking into iTunes? Like, if it was right. that easy, if it's that easy, then fucking open micers would have yeah, like, number one podcast. Come on, it, yeah. there's, the, the, and you also would think that like, if there's one thing that iTunes is going to put all their security on, it's going to be making sure that people don't go in and hack it. You know what I mean? Like. That's that's a that's stupid. Well, I mean, you know, it's called hard work. Yeah, it's called like fucking putting out a, an episode. Uh, you know, do you do I mean, every day? Uh, this week, I think I'm doing four. Wow, uh, which yeah. is a lot for me. I usually try and just do one a week. Uh, right. But, I have only a patience for one a week. I can't do anything else with my podcast. Well, like, which is you probably know, why it's not popular. You know what I mean? Like that's probably a reason is because I just don't. 
you know, you're, you're actually putting in really good work and committing. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm like, oh, once a week, fuck it. Well, I've, uh, you know, researched why certain podcasts are higher and yeah. whatever, uh, you know, I think definitely think consistency sure. uh, helps. I think, uh, cover art is, uh, cover I just switched great. my cover art. Nice. Um, nice. you know, you know, cause it's a visual thing. You, you, yeah. you know, even if you're on the top 50 on iTunes, there's still 50 podcasts. It's like, okay, which one do I click on? Like, yep. Oh, this one looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it has uh, to be. Yeah. You know, like Rogan's podcast. I mean, people are going to listen to his anyway, but right. like he's got a great, that visual is tremendous. You know, just him, yeah. like, yeah, like he's powerlifting or something. And uh, you know, I think the last podcast on the left, and I don't know the guy. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, uh, I think it's really into like conspiracy theories okay. and shit. Yeah. But like, it's got a really cool uh, artwork. Yeah, uh, it's great. So you know, I had my, uh, but it's also paying my buddy uh, Andrew Stovkin to do the, uh, you know, probably yeah. four or five pictures a month. Uh, That's you know, not so. easy, man. Like well, he's, a, he's the no, best. I'm saying it's like you're putting work in. So I mean, like, I'm putting money into it. I'm putting. Uh, so no wonder it's doing well. Fuck that. I, I mean, mean, like, well, it's not that hard to edit. You know, it's just the right. song at the beginning and the end. Uh, I just think it's stupid that like it's just like I mean, it's fun. like I'm not trying to plug my own shit, but like I talk about that in my special about how everyone just can't, like people just can't accept that somebody does something right it's always well whose dick did you have to suck it's like well maybe you're just not you know you know what i mean like it, it might just be hard work it might just be that too you know like yeah there is I mean, that chance that maybe you just put work in and there's no conspiracy behind it there's no bullshit it's just it is yeah what it's it is. like how about you know just hard work like you know or like being good at something yeah like, uh, you know, I listen. I don't listen to too many podcasts to be honest, because right. I don't want to yep. steal ideas. Same here. I, that's uh, what I'm terrified of. Yeah, same here. I, you know, I do listen to Rogan's just because uh, I try to not necessarily uh, steal his style, but right. like, I do like how he has non UFC fighters on, and yeah. uh, and it's not just you'd think he would just have you know Alistair Overeem on every every week. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, naked chokes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he'll have people on who like pro wrestling, even though he doesn't necessarily right. like pro wrestling. Right. So I try and uh, you know take after him in that regard. That's smart. Um, but you know, it's, and it's also the only thing I'm in control of. Yeah. You're in control of your podcast. Absolutely. There's it's, not one thing that happens on your podcast that you don't want. I don't want it to have happen. Exactly. Which yeah. is what I love about this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and it is a way of you. It's like your own radio show. You get to just, you know, you get to you yeah. have something you want to talk about. You can just fire up your recorder and talk about it. And there you go. Yeah. I mean, you that's can great. Talk about what you want to talk to uh, people about. And, you know, hopefully you find enough people that like it and enjoy yeah. your style. There's always be haters, you know. That's it's it's part of it, and it it's just so dumb. But whatever. How do you deal with haters, dude? I'm sure you got. Oh, ignore. he's just got his Netflix special because of yeah, Gabriel. Sure, I ignore. But how do you deal? You just ignore. I ignore it. it. I was like, look, because here's the thing, man. Like, I'm not talking about them. You know what I mean? Like, so that that's what they want. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want to vent. It's all. It's everybody's just trying to get attention in some way or another, right? So why give it to them? Why feed that shit? Like, fuck you. I'm not gonna talk about your sorry shit. I'm gonna, you know, like, I'm not gonna defend some horse shit that you say. You know what I mean? 
Like, fuck that. Like, like I have to explain myself just because some dipshit is like, this guy is only here. Well, fuck you. You know, like it's because you know what the best comeback I've, I ever saw was Steve Martin on Twitter. Some person tweeted at him. This is years, a couple of years ago and said, you haven't been funny since the jerk. And then Steve Martin just said, okay, but you've never been funny. I mean, that was just perfect. Like, what else do you say to that? Like, you know, like. Mic drop. Mic drop. Like, okay, well, you've never been funny, dickhead. So, you know, like, it just, that's what I don't get is like, that's why you have to be these. You have to have that attitude. Like, fuck this person. This is, you know, like, you know, that hating shit is so dumb. It just like, I just, I don't, that's why you don't like it. You know, trying to like, Oh, why does, why does this person have this? Why does that person have that man? Whatever. Just keep working and it will come around to you. If you're, if you're still, you know, out there, you're still putting, you're still working. You're still attacking. You'll, it'll get to you just, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, maybe just, you know, it's sad because you know, some, and then then there's no rhyme or reason. You're going to see people that, why is this person? They don't deserve this. They've been doing it eight months and they already got X, Y, and Z and they're not even funny. Well, okay. But man, that's always going to happen. Like if you can't handle that, then don't be here. You know what I mean? Like that's just part of the shit. Like it's all right. Well, that's just part of it. So let me just keep doing it. I mean, cause somebody that you don't think deserves X, Y, or Z, right? When they get those things, that doesn't mean that the door is somehow magically shut on you now, right? That doesn't mean like, oh, sorry. Well, this is the last comedian we're ever going to give anything to, you know, (laughs) like it doesn't mean that you're suddenly out of an opportunity. Like it, that, I think that's what, I think that's what some people just get so insecure and fucked up about. And it's like, that doesn't matter. Like it doesn't mean, I mean, they're going to, they pass people at the comedy store every couple of months. Right. Like, I mean, it doesn't, you know, then that's just a small example, but like, you know, they're not going to just suddenly, just cause they gave something to somebody that you don't think is any good or whatever. It doesn't mean that that, that Avenue has now just been shut off completely. Like yeah, you'll I mean, still have a chance. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's, you know, I don't think Amy Schumer's passed at the comedy store. You think she cares? She didn't give a fuck. Uh, Isn't like, Dane not passed? Uh, yeah, I don't think he is either. Like, there's life outside the comedy store. Right. Uh, I mean, the comedy store is certainly my home club. and That's a great club. But it's like, incredible. It's, it's not like the only right. club there's on so earth. There's so many other places. And it's you know, like, and, that's why it's like, don't get mad. Oh, I can't believe so-and-so got passed and I didn't. Or I can't believe so-and-so got, you know, is, got, is on Comedy Central. And I, well, just, it doesn't mean that that's it. It doesn't mean like, oh, right, we're done now. We're going to close the gates. Nobody else is getting anything. Just like keep that, trying. Like, yeah, you know. you just gonna keep attacking. That shit's always there's always gonna be there's always gonna be an avenue for you as long as you're out there doing it. Like that's it. That yeah. you will find something. So that's why, like, that's so that's why I just ignore that kind of shit about like just hate. It's like, dude, whatever. Like, I'm I don't need to like people can say whatever they want. I don't I had guys come out, you're not fucking Mexican, right? When my special hit, fuck you, you fucking liar. I'm like, that's what you're gonna you're really gonna waste time saying like who gives a shit like that is so i don't look mexican now you're upset like that that's what's upsetting you right now the fuck out of here like it's crazy well because you've got a lot of tv credits i mean like you've been on last comic standing you've been on conan and uh, the stand-up revolution comedy central uh you've got uh you had or have a uh top selling comedy album take that that real dad yeah that was pickle dick Pickle Dick is another like one. You've done a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it you do yourself and you just like, it was funny. I learned the hard way with Pickle Dick uh, because. Which I, is your first comedy. My album. second. 
So, oh, I'm sorry. And I, I recorded that one uh, on my own. I just went to the Ice House. They gave me the the stage two for one of the shows, um, and I just you know recorded it. And I thought it's my own thing. I'm I'm just gonna I self released it, and then like a fucking idiot, I named it Pickle Dick, which you can't market anywhere. <laughs> like I, if I ever do a radio show to promote it, it's impossible. You know what I mean? Because I don't even I can't even say the name of the album on air, right? Like, and I think I iTunes, I think kind of purposely doesn't tries to block stuff or not block it, but it's like, you know, it's kind of hard for that to kind of be on there. Hey, new release or check this out because they don't want the, that word pickle dick on, you know what I mean? And I learned the hard way. Like, Oh, I guess I can't just have that. I'm going to name it whatever I want. If I want it to be, you know, to make money or to sell, you know, thankfully it does okay on Sirius XM and digital and shit like that. But like, it's funny. Like it was like, I learned like, Oh, my next one, if, if I do self-release it, hopefully it might go with a label again, but if I do self-release it all, you know, not call it something that, <laughs> that I can't. But I like it ever. though. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you got, I mean, Motley Crue bought, uh, to get out of their record deal, they did something in, in, where they could get all their masters. Yeah, yeah. So now they they are in control of of their career. Like uh, that is, a, uh, I mean, you do want to. That is a goal, right? Is you want to have you don't have to. You're your own boss, and you don't have to listen to anybody. And you know, it's just. But the problem is, it's like. But I guess I don't know. Is it easier? Or is it harder now? Now it's probably easier because there's so many avenues. You have iTunes, Bandcamp. There's so many different ways for a band or a performer to just release something on their own. You know, the, the problem is it's like, it's easy for, and this is no knock on them, but it's easy for nine inch nails to after 20 years of being with Jimmy Iovine or what Iovine to be like, eh, we're going to go on our own. Now we're going to be our own. Of course they're going to do fine because they've had 20 years of, you know, being a, a, a one of the biggest bands on the planet. So, you know, it's like, it's gotta be a little easier to go. Yeah. We're going to be, be independent now. Oh yeah. Good for you. You know? <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's a little easier if you're them or Motley Crue to yeah, be like, yeah, yeah we're going like, to stand up, uh, against the cause. But, uh, yeah. you know, I think it, it's never been easier to make it if you're on our level. Right. Like of right. Somewhat anonymity. Right. Um, I, I take the advice Rob Schneider gave me to this day. And I think he said he got it from Steve Martin. Yeah. And this was coming at a time when I was kind of struggling. I was like, I don't know if I can do this much longer. Sure. Okay. You know, you can have thick skin, but if you're told no for 10 years, it's like, Jesus. It wears on you, man. Maybe the same with the business for yep. me. It wears uh, on you. It just becomes so good. They can't deny you. Yeah. That's it. And that's what you got to do. And, 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 and it sounds like bullshit, but it's, it really isn't like that is not an impossible goal is to just get so good that they can't say no. Like you can, that is a very attainable thing is to just get to a level, just keep working, 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 working. That's it. It was funny. I was, uh, I was talking to a comic at the ice house the other night and I don't, I don't even like the term grind because to me, I've been wanting to do this since I was four years old. This isn't a grind. Like this is fun getting to, I, I would never call, Oh, I got to go up and do a show in Pasadena on Monday night. That's not grinding. That's fun to me. Like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm doing what I've wanted to do since I was a little fucking kid. Like this is not, 
a grind. The only grind is having to drive to fucking LAX. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's the only. You know, it was uh, what's his name? Uh, Alonzo Bowden had said he goes. I think he goes. He goes. I, I always tell people they pay. I get paid money. The jokes are free. I just get the club pays me money to have to go wait at LAX. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's how I look so at it. The show I do for free. It's they're paying me to have to go to LAX and deal with all that bullshit and travel. But the show I consider that you know like that. I'm not paid for that. I get they're paying me to have to go and you know and that's i mean i look at it that way too it's like you just this is not a grind it's just if you love something it's it shouldn't ever be a grind oh yeah i mean you know is, it should just be funny who was oh, i'm here i am on the comedy grind i'm like well how are you then do you not want to do this are you being forced to do this because you know what i mean how is it this shouldn't be a fucking grind then i mean i yeah. don't even make money on this podcast still uh, well, that'll change when those the numbers know. like that. You're going to be start getting sponsors. This will be like we're gonna, the next time I'm on here. You're going to you're going to spend like five minutes plugging a dildo yeah, company yeah. and all that. You know, I like, would. yeah, fuck not? yeah, man, hell yeah, some uh, fucking fake vagina you can buy. Yeah. Like, but I would, man. Yeah, of I course, mean, man. But the point point is, is you're right. I, I this will be I think episode two twenty four. Yeah. Uh, I've literally not made one dollar on this podcast, but that, I still love doing it. It's not course. a grind to me at all. And now it's helping. Now look at you. You got to a degree like, it's helping. Like now I get yeah. bigger name comics. Hey, can I do your podcast? Sure. And, you know, uh, and thank you for still having guys like me. On. Dude, That's you're a big nice, name man. comic to me. Dude. Stop it. No, and, no, no. You know, but, but I mean, it is that you do have to make it worth people's while. Like, sure. Uh, you know, I'm sure Peter Horton was like, why? I, he didn't say this. He, right. But I'm sure it's like, why would I do some unknown comics podcast? Right. What, right. what do I get out of it? And I get it. But now maybe it's number 10 or 12 or whatever it is. Maybe, yeah. all right, there's value in it. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's really all I care about. Now, yeah. Okay, let me ask you. Once it hit at that certain plateau on the rankings, are, do you like find yourself like obsessively checking it like every day? Not too much. I mean, because I, I would do that. I'd be like, oh, shit, where am I? Okay, where am I now? Where am I now? You know, I would go crazy. I, I mean, I started doing that. I have a friend of mine. He's a fan, Andrew Jacobs. Yeah. He, uh, when it's really high up, he'll screenshot a picture. Of oh, that's so cool, man. And uh, one Saturday morning, he screenshot it when I was number two. Oh, fuck. You know, no one's replacing Rogan. I mean, Rogan ain't going. Is Rogan the, the he's number one? one by so far. Like, it's like he's like Wayne Gretz. I'm like, I'm like Glenn Anderson. Yeah. Like, I'm just, you know, in the hey, mix. Maybe you can get to the Lemieux level, huh? Well, I mean, I wasn't number two for long, you know, I think in iTunes, I don't, I'm still not exactly sure how iTunes really works, Yeah, but I think it's so like, uh, you know, downloads. And if you don't release an episode for a few days, you'll drop pretty fast. Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I would assume once you get that high, you kind of have to start making it like well this is almost another day job right like yeah. i'm gonna have to give content now all the time yeah. for this well, i don't mind doing that you know? yeah it'd be fun because again it's not a grind because you're enjoying it that's oh, the yeah. thing this isn't work interviewing yeah. you and yeah uh, you know hopefully you get you know bigger name guests uh, oh you'll you definitely know, can uh, well i just got a i i don't like to usually share this uh information but i just got a private message oh shit uh oh, here we from go. From an interview oh. I've been wanting to get. Oh. A long is this a time. tease? Is this a tease for a future episode of Inappropriate Earl? It is a tease. Nice. Are you gonna drop a hint to the to the lovely listeners? Let's just say this man was a member oh. of the Carver High starting five. Wow. 
Look at that. Oh, how great is this? Is there, do you have a million questions already? Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't plan one question, but like it was such an innovative show. Yep. Uh, you know, because people forget back in the late 70s, uh, there was three networks. That was it. <laughs> CBS, ABC, NBC. I don't even think Fox was around. No, they time. weren't. I, I don't think they jumped into like the mid 80s. Yeah. Maybe so a little even later than that. You yeah. Had, which is why All in the Family was so crazy because you had, yeah. you know, Cleavon Little saying the N word on a Sunday night on Channel 2. It's like, right. Jesus Christ, that's never crazy. happened again. Uh, but on, uh, so the White Shadow was, they were covering rape abortion you know the episode where peter horton played a gay uh basketball player uh you know dude i'll i'll be honest with you i watched one today at 11 o'clock that had me crying Uh, right tears i gotta watch a show man i mean i don't cry at anything but this one got you huh it was the episode where they had this program at carver high called mainstream and what they do is they take troubled students and they put them in with the regular kids mm, yeah and they had this um autistic kid who was at a special school yeah. who loved basketball and uh barbara babcock from hill street blues oh yeah man uh for you older people was ah. it's probably the first time her name has ever been mentioned on a podcast <laughs> uh, but she's a great actress from ah. the 70s yep. and 80s uh she went up to ken howard and said i've got this kid you know he's autistic and you know that team was wild so he, the whole episode is the coach really not wanting the kid to be on the team right. but then he finally warms up to the kid and the last scene is they're winning by, by like 30 points so the whole team is like let's put him in the game right right so like a they, rudy thing yeah but it, yeah. dude i'm telling you they put him in the game coolidge literally that's the big center yeah uh, carries him to like just a little below the free throw oh, line forget it oh forget it the yeah. team gets the ball they pass it I'm to him i'm already getting choked up that's great and he's just holding the ball and so the rest of the team is shielding the other team oh man and at the Fuck. final screenshot is him shooting the ball and they don't show if he made it or not just he did he shot it and it wasn't like a corny like it's the last shot to win the game it was just dude i'm telling you gave the kid the moment he's always wanted i haven't cried like that in so long that's so great uh Dude, that's cool, man. That's cool that you're going to fucking get the interview. That's awesome. Well, I mean, uh, you know, this guy's a big, uh, I don't want to give out too right. much, but he's, and it's a scary thing that if you look at some of the guys uh, from The White Shadow, they all, uh, probably four or five of them went on to be become big directors. Yeah, oh, really? Like Salami. Yeah. Timothy Van Patten. Holy shit. He, I think directed more episodes sopranos, right? sopranos yeah. and boardwalk empire yeah yeah you wouldn't think if you watch the white chat and go you would think that this guy, guy directed the sopranos yeah <laughs> uh, kevin hooks wow who played maurice thorpe okay uh he directed uh, tons of episodes of like prison break right 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 so many shows detroit 187 i think wow um that's fucking badass uh, there's another uh like uh the guy who played haywood thomas carter yeah uh big yeah. director yeah. uh so that was like that's pretty crazy that like 
you know, uh, some show that didn't last three seasons or last, lasted three seasons. Spawned all these great directors. And, you know, Ken, Re- Ken Howard, you know, yeah. he, he was a, he was the president of SAG. Till he was died. he really? Yeah, he wow. was big time. Um, wow. And then uh, there's a couple uh, other, uh, Gold, the guy who played Goldstein was in a lot of commercials. That's crazy. Uh, it's kind of like I'm dying up here. You, like, you look at that group, yeah. and I'm not saying it because I'm in it, but it's got a, like a white shadow vibe to it. Like you got Al Madrigal, top oh, comic. God, so, amazing, amazing. Eric Griffin, top Griffin's comic. Griffin, so good. Andrew Santino, Santino's top comic. A yeah, man. Uh, Melissa Leo, won an Oscar. Oh. Uh, Brad Garrett, who fucking is he in that? Really yeah, nice. he kills in season god. two. Uh, Does he play a comic or is he? Yeah, he plays the comedy club, a comic comedy, kind of like what he's doing now. Comic owner. club owner. Yeah, uh, and he like he's got some really powerful scenes. And uh, so is know. Melissa Leo? Is she channeling Mitzi? Is that kind of do they or do I they mean, let her be her own? Really supposed to like say that but uh oh know, shit sorry did i fuck something up no, i'm not saying you oh, oh okay, okay. Uh, i'm just uh, i think it's uh you know i'm not sure right but she does a great job i mean she's an oscar winner yeah like, it's no yeah. joke like, and she is playing a woman who owns a club right of is power that, yeah. in the 70s yeah uh and like I, she's definitely the best actress actor i've ever been around in my life do they cover the uh like, do they try to take things that actually happen? Like, do they do the, the fire at the improv and all that yeah. kind of... Yeah, yeah. But that was at the end of season one where uh, Teddy's yeah. was burned down. And, and Teddy's in, in season one, if you watched, was like essentially the improv. Right. Whereas, uh, you know, Goldie's, you know, you might say that comedy the store, story, like yeah. uh, whatever. Wow. Um, it's so... Uh, yeah, that's it. That book. Have you read the book? Did, did, I that, haven't. Uh, you know, I've it's lived really that good. story. So, but I mean, well, a, a cool thing about that book was uh, this weekend, this past weekend, two days ago, um, Tom Dreesen came back wow. to the Comedy Store for the wow. first time since 1979. Was he? Was he? Was how did he feel? Oh, was was, he, I wasn't there, but uh, I saw the pictures, and it was like it was pretty historic. Could you tell he was happy? Could oh, yeah. You, yeah. In the main room, and then it's a great picture with him. Argus Hamilton. Ah, oh. it's like Argus is Argus. Yeah, and uh, Mike Binder. Sure. Was like, uh, who was like a fifteen-year-old back then, right? Yeah. Like he was like a kid going and doing stand-up back then. So uh, I think yeah. people kind of don't realize the greatness of Mike Binder. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because his headshot in the store, he yeah, looks like so, he's twelve. I mean, I remember yeah. him in Hollywood Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Michelle <laughs> yeah. Pfeiffer, I mean, that was nineteen eighty. Eighty. With Robert, that's a great kind of. Yeah. Uh, underground movie that you know it's very much like the white shadow and i'm dying up yeah. here like you look at who was in hollywood nights you had robert wool oh yeah uh tony donza jeez um michelle pfeiffer binder uh binder uh, tk carter wow. who was like you know younger people are like who the hell's that but he was like a big comic in the 80s yep. uh uh, Wolfman Jack. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, like he was already established, but you know, uh, so many. Uh, that's crazy. That's know. crazy. So that's right. cool. Dreesen went back, man. That's cool that he. Well, I think I'm dying up here is bringing everyone back into. They're kind of remembering everything, huh? Well, it's like, such gosh. a good show from yeah. the acting that I'm sure Tom Dreesen saw it and go, I want to go back there. Yeah, I miss it. You know, because they shoot a, at the at any of the clubs or no? No, they. Uh, let me see. I mean, it's mostly sound stages, and okay. uh, I know uh, if you if you watch season two, uh, 
Goldie's West was uh, where was that? Uh, I think Culver City somewhere. Okay. So, but I will say that the Goldies, uh, the soundstage where Goldies is is could you could have a comedy show there. It's that Dude, well it's done. Amazing. It's That's like funny. It's looks like the main room. That's crazy. And it's that in the middle crazy. of this huge sound stage. And you know, it's I've never been on a production of this uh size. Uh, size. And so, you know, it's like you walk into this huge warehouse Man. and there's, you know, partitions everywhere. Yeah. And you kind of walk through this way and that way. And it's like a the maze and the shining. And you <laughs> you walk in and it's like, wow, this is a fully functional comedy. Wow. They have a kitchen. Uh you know, they have uh that's you amazing. Know, a secondary, basically the their belly room called the cellar. Uh huh. Wow. Which is like it's it's really like the attention to detail is unbelievable. That's crazy. Who's yeah. um? So do they do they even go into the, that uh, Steve Lubetkin? Well, in the very suicide at all or well, kind of. I mean, the very first episode, uh, which sets the tone of the show, was yeah. a comic got the Tonight Show. Okay, and he got on the couch, which is like a big that deal. Was, that was career. That making. was like, yeah, that was. Yeah. And this was when the Tonight Show was the only comedy show. Yeah, it's not like. Yeah. And this is no offense to anything I'm going to name, but you know now you have uh, Netflix, you have comedy. Well, there's a million avenues now. You have Conan, you have yeah. uh, Kimmel, you have Fallon, you have uh, Seth Meyers, you have uh, you know uh, Colbert. You've got. Yeah. Uh, you know, literally seven late night talk shows that have comedy in some capacity. You yep. know, Netflix is comedy heavy. You know, Comedy yeah. Central is a twenty four seven comedy network. Uh, so, you know, YouTube has tons of comedy. Oh yeah, you know, uh, Hulu I think has some comedy. They do a little it. bit. Yeah, uh, Logo uh, has. Uh, That's right. Gay about Logo. Theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot uh, about Logo. Yeah, gay com gay or uh, gay comics. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Amazon I think might be delving into stand up. Uh, so, although it's still important to get on TV, it doesn't mean what the couch on Carson. Did. No, because back then that was anybody who was happened to be up that night watching TV saw you. Yeah, it's like That's thousands of comics. Yeah, getting maybe one, and I think they didn't do it every night. It was right. like literally a Thursday night was the comedy night. And Carson had that power, I think, because there was like literally nothing up against him, right? Like in his time yeah. slot, he was just like, it was, they made sure that that was live. We just, it's all, you know. Oh, and Dylan Baker, who plays Johnny Carson. Oh, really? Oh, dude, he, he doesn't look like Carson. <laughs> right. But you, you get the, you know, apparently. Did they let you call him Carson? Did they let the production call him Carson? Or is it just like, it's. You know, I wasn't be... really around when he yeah. was there. Uh, That's crazy. You know, but he. You know, by all accounts, Carson could be a dick. Yeah. Uh, you know, he wasn't the nicest dude. Yep. Uh, I mean, he never forgave Joan Rivers, you know. Well, I could she, see that. Because when she took that one sub gig, you know, and he yeah, was like, Yeah, to Fuck do her you. show on Fox. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm never talking again. But I can understand that to a degree. I a mean, little bit. He did help her. He, you know, he's like, you know. He, beyond helped her. Like, yeah. You know, he he made her. Yeah. So I just heard he wasn't at like I don't even really I heard he just wasn't he just wasn't really a happy dude. Like he was just kind of an unhappy guy. Yeah. You know, had some issues with women and yeah. you know, domestic stuff. Uh you know, and I'm I'm sure the the booger sugar was flowing yeah, heavy. Sure. Uh but yeah. Dylan Baker is like he's amazing. As that's cool. Because he that's just, you cool. just and I would be remiss to say. I don't know how I left this man's name last, but he's certainly not last. The ta the Tonight Show Booker is played 
by comedy legend, the great, and I mean great, Rick Overton. Oh, man. Dude, to do, to be in a table read with Rick Overton, oh, forget like, it. I could quit. I just, go. I just, uh, I was just watching Beverly Hills Cop yesterday. He remember he was one of the, he was like one of the guys in the warehouse when Eddie Murphy pretends to be the inspectors. Oh, we'll, we'll give you everything you need, sir. Yeah, he was, Dude, man, he was so good. The best. Like, man, that's, and he was there, obviously. Yeah, he was I mean, speaking to someone who could just factually go, oh, this is how it happened. You know, yeah. this is exactly how it happened. I mean, he could have been, and, and he, I'm sure he was. Is probably yeah. a off off the grid consultant like hey rick did yeah. this would this happen would would yeah uh, would goldie say this to johnny carson or wow you know, when, when you had two black uh, you know with eric griffin and uh rj seiler when they would go mm -hmm. in to pitch a show to a network how would they treat two black comics right in the 70s uh and he was you know he was just uh Wow. He's the best. Like they're, they're That's so cool. He's just amazing. Is it like in the? Because I remember in the book they talked a lot about like how just everybody revered Pryor and Carlin, all the comedy stores, because because they were the ones who that Mitzi not paying them didn't matter because they were so rich already from their careers that you know what I mean. Like they, but are there are there like those kind of? Do they have those legendary famous characters in in the show? Pryor is in. Um, I'm dying up here. Okay. Uh, is it Pryor or do they have to change the name? No, it's Richard Pryor. Oh, that's cool. And the guy, I forget the actor's name, but he's great. Oh, that's like amazing. That's so we cool. weren't, we were only in the last episode together, but like, who do you play? Uh, I basically a play a bitter late night comic. Nice. You know, always trying to fuck the waitresses oh, and, funny. you know, just bitter, uh, you know, just great. going up at two in the morning, doing the same set. Right, right. Uh, like literally the same jokes. Uh, so it, it's, they've been great to me. I mean, I was, I'm a very small part of the that's show. That's cool though, man. But they treat me like. That's awesome. You know, that's why I love like Al Madrigal. He would yeah. every cast party. Oh, Al is so cool, man. Like grab me, literally grab me by the hand and take me up to Jim Carrey and go, hey, he's yeah. in the show too, Jim. Nice. And he didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, that's so, so it was cool, very man. cool. Is there a main character to the show or is it more like an ensemble? It's an, definitely an ensemble nice, cast. Nice. I mean, there's Ari Grainer. Yeah. Uh, she plays like Cassie, the Southern, you know, came out here. Right. Abandoned her kid to make it as a comic. There's uh, wow. Jake Lacey who plays like this heroin addict, you know. And, yeah. And then you have uh, so many, you know, uh, John Daly's just amazing. Uh, he's so fucking so cool, funny. man. That's uh, great. Like he's he. We made each other laugh so much in because the hours are brutal. Like sure, we know, like a sixteen hour days. Oh, right? dude, yeah. and it's just like a lot of waiting, and it's yeah. you know we're all in seventies clothes, which are fucking boiling hot. Yeah, uh, like you know they're polyester. And yeah, they're uncomfortable. Uh, you know they give you like special underwear uh, and socks to wear because it's so uh, hot. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so and, and everyone's so nice and uh, that's cool. You know, it's just, that's it's, really cool. It's just it was an amazing. But you know, I got it. You know, I, I must uh, thank Roast Battle because. Did uh, you have to read, or were they like? No, oh. I've, to this day, I've never met the casting director. That's hilarious. Uh, They're just like, now nah, we want you to be this. You know, um, that's so cool. But I think Jerron Horton, a very funny LA comic, had recommended me. Yeah. They were looking for like, hey, who can we play this? You know, it's not yeah. going to be a big role, but like he'll be in a lot of episodes. He, he needs to be so bitter. Cool. And I think Jerron said something to the effect of, uh, hey, I got this Earl Skakel guy. 
They were like, who's, of course they were like, who's that? Right. Hey, that's all right though, man. Shit. I think Jerron said, uh, well, that's the crazy guy from Roast Battle. Yeah. So they went to see a show and I didn't know at the time, but you know, and then I got it and that's awesome. Man. You know, that's how I got the cartoon and that's how I got Barry jelly. Hey, this is so Some great. Some fan made me that. That's uh, so badass, man. I know it's And the details are crazy on that's the Barry sick. jelly doll. Yeah. Uh, Was this adult swim? Yeah. Adult yeah, swim. Nice, I'm, nice. you know, I don't know. Uh, we can't really talk about the show right yeah, now. Sure. But, you know, I, I'd make sure your uh, Adult Swim uh, subscription is uh, all paid up, up, up and running. <laughs> so nice, the gentleman. It's been an honor, dude. Thank you for having me again, buddy. Please, I really, I we didn't it. even get to movies. Really, we got. To, we'll have, we come back again. We'll do it another time, man. Fuck Let's yeah. Come back next month. Let's Fuck do it. it. I'd love it. I'll Thanks, go rogue. Man. Uh, for the iTunes people, where can they find you and all that good stuff? Uh, you can find me uh, iTunes. Uh, I have my CD pick. Dick, please go buy it if you can. I have my podcast, The Ramble, and you can and follow where can people. Find that iTunes, uh huh. Yeah, iTunes, and then uh, Twitter is at Rocha Comedy, and my website, JerryRochaComedy.com. It's got my upcoming dates and stuff like that. So if you want to come see me on the road, and of course, my hour on Netflix, I'd be honored if you check it out. And uh, this is inappropriate Earl SoundCloud and iTunes tomorrow. I have the great, we have a very rare hockey broadcast in the middle of summer the great jonathan davis nice from the uh nice uh, serious uh, radio he's one of the premier nhl uh reporters we're gonna talk mostly la kings hockey but we'll get into other things i mean there's you know crazy craziness happening in the world of hockey right now john Tavares signing with the leafs you got uh eric carlson on ottawa he's either going to get traded to tampa or dallas i'm hoping he goes i hope he's a star man it's, uh, it's a real war with him yeah like now you got the rangers kind of they're poking their head in a little bit yep. and then edmonton oilers are kind of fishing around um so Look, i hope he's a dallas star oh, oh i mean man. jonathan's the best in terms of his knowledge of the game and that's awesome. you know, he's got tons of inside sources and then uh, you know i think uh, wednesday i got casey moran we're going to talk about depression he's nice. been uh, on before and then uh, nice. kevin mcnamara very funny yeah. Comic and actor. Yep. So uh, you know, I'm not quite gonna do four a week like Rogan, but you know, you take them when they come. Hey man. And in turn leave a review on iTunes, please. It's not that difficult. And uh just start watching the White Shadow so you can be humbled and honored when a member of the starting five from Carver High. And I think the funniest person <laughs> in the show, because he had a lot of good one-liners. Nice. And let's just put it this way. Uh, we might... This is kind of giving it away, but uh, he also had something to do with my cult favorite show of all time, Prison Break. Ooh.